Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. Amen. Well, Jack. Yes. This is our Christmas Eve episode. Yes. And so we should deliver it with exceeding great joy. There you go. So <laughs> that, That's a Bible reference. That's a Bible yeah. reference. That's, yeah, the, that's uh, great. The wise men, when they came to the Christ child, they fell down and they worshiped. Before fell down and worshiped before him, they opened up their treasure and they they shared it with him and they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Amen. So that's that's I think that's a part of the Christmas story of of all the stories in the Bible. This one's filled with joy. Yeah. Right. Truly. So, well, Merry Christmas to you guys, to your families. Um, I pray that you're blessed on this day, that, uh, that you recognize what Christmas is and what it means. And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I've been, I've been celebrating Christmas since November 14th. Oh. Yeah, for the first time in my life, we put up our Christmas tree two weeks early. That shows you that we had nothing to do in our lives. <laughs> so, oh, my. <laughs> so we're saying, what do you want to do today? Well, let's get out the Christmas stuff. And so we got started. Our, our tradition uh, has always been to try and set it up uh, typically the Friday after That's Thanksgiving. what I've done all my life. Yeah. Um, when the kids um, are gone for so long and... And by the way, we bought a new tree. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we wanted to see if it fit in the corner and how it looked, right? Did it fit? It fit. Good. It fit. Looked good. Yeah, it was pre-lit. So easy to set up. I I decided years ago I was never going to buy another pre-lit tree. I know, because the lights go out like the first year. (laughs) Well, and then it's like they're so fastened on to every little branch that to get them off was a real pain. Yeah. You know? I've done it. Yeah. So, no, I don't do the pre-lit thing, but I love... You know, decorating it and stuff. And I, I, I got to be honest. I do not care for doing all the outside stuff. You don't? Not really. Now, my wife always wants some lights outside, so I do it. I, I mean, I do them. But, you know, it, it always just happens that, oh, gosh, today should have been a good day to put the lights up. But now it's freezing. Well, John, you, you can know. come over to my house because I don't climb a ladder anymore. No, no. Well, no, no I, get up on the ladder. I, I give up on that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, just for the folks that are wondering, I mean, I put in some little hooks and then I use a stick thing and I just oh, lift, I was lift the lights up yeah. and set them. I mean, it seems to work, you know. Well, my but, son comes over. I've got yeah. a big evergreen tree in the front yard. He can get up on yeah. the ladder and do it. If he Absolutely. doesn't come over, the tree's not going to be lit for Christmas. So what's the deal with lights and why do we do that? You know, I think that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that aren't biblical. Obviously they're a part of our Christmas celebration. I don't think they're necessarily bad. Uh, Some people would maybe disagree. Uh, You know, sometimes some of the things come out of pagan worship and stuff like that, but I don't think in, in my heart or in my home, uh, a Christmas tree represents anything other than just the festive nature of right. of Christmas and the the nature of giving and celebrating and and rejoicing. Right. So, yeah, I think that we were talking about this before, but the whole thing of Jesus being born to be our Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they call him? 
It said, uh, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's good to have God with us. Right. It's good to have God in us, abiding in us. And so I think that it's important to, to think about the joy of Christmas and the truth and the real meaning of it being Jesus Christ come down uh, so that we could have his presence and so that he could be with us. Uh, right. Believe me, since I retired a couple of years ago, one of the things that I've bumped into is not being as busy as I used to be because life was busy as a pastor of a large church. Um so to not be busy, you know, you, you need to make sure that you uh, strive to live in the presence of Christ, to live in the presence of God, to realize that he is with you every moment of every day. And so a lot of my day is spent thinking about him, uh, listening to YouTube, some music that is honoring him and worshipful. And, and that's what I do. A lot of reading the scriptures and studying, a lot of watching pure flicks. Mm-hmm. Some of the movies are good. Some of them are pretty hokey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus is real and he is with us. And and for some people, and this is said, I've probably heard hundreds of preachers preach on the Christmas season. And uh, part of their sermon will always be for everyone. Christmas isn't a happy time mm-hmm. because uh, the nature of celebrating with family and then to suffer the loss of a family member then exacerbates the, the loneliness or the sadness or the loss. And uh, Christmas is one of those times where you do things with family, so it's very obvious that that family member isn't there. So for some people, uh, it can be lonely, but we have to remember uh, of the hope that Christ brought right. when he came as that baby. When he came right. into this world as Emmanuel, God with us, we are never alone. No matter where we go, we can never get away from God. God is present. God is always there. So that's the hope of Christmas. That's the joy of it. Very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to find some darkness and even some despair in this time of year um, and to feel alone. And I think for some people, like you said, this is one of the most difficult times of the year uh, because if you've suffered loss or if you've suffered loneliness, um, it's so dark. I mean, when this episode releases on December 24th, uh, you know, we're just three days out from the l- shortest day and the longest night of the year. Um, and there are folks, you know, we have a diagnosis for this time of year for some people, and that's seasonal affective disorder. And that basically is you get depressed because it's dark mm-hmm. and it's cold. Um, and then these things become additive, um, or, you know, something happens and you're not included. Um, you, you know, your, your good friend is doing stuff with, with family, uh, but you don't have family there or it's, it's a reminder. It's like an anniversary, you know, when, when, when folks lose someone that's key to them, someone that they love dearly, 
uh, someone that they've enjoyed in their life, Christmas is another reminder that they're not there. And that and that's a tough thing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to stay that way. You know, um, just the other day, we were going through some old videos and, and I found, uh, well, a picture. VHS? Not that old. <laughs> you know. Um, I know. Um, but, you know, my mom passed away in, uh, in 2015. Um, she had Alzheimer's. Um, it, it was definitely time for her because, well, she had just deteriorated so badly um, and got to the point where uh, she really just wasn't even speaking. Um, interesting thing, though, she could still sing. And uh, I, one of the very last things, I've got this video, and it's, it's tragically sad to watch it, but it's also deeply deeply meaningful to me and she's lying there um, in her bed in the nursing home on oxygen um, and um, I would go and just sing songs to her I would just go and sing Um, got the idea from my wife because you know we're just sitting there like staring at pictures and you know mom stares at me and then I stare at her and and uh, there was a lot of staring. Um, and Amy says, well, why don't you sing a hymn for her? And she, your mom loved the hymns. And so I start singing a hymn. Well, mom starts singing along. Oh, she knew the words yeah. to the hymns. Yeah. That's so precious. So here we are. And, and this, is, this is one of the last times I was with my mom. And she's laying there. And I'm singing to her. And I sing, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And my mom is singing along with me. Now, she's not singing, you know, in full voice or anything like that. She's singing about every two or uh, every third or fourth word. You know, there's little gaps in there. But it's, it's on her lips. I'm watching her lips as she's singing. And it's like you can read the words. And she's singing right along verse by verse. Now, this in her is, heart and in her mind, yeah, she was and, right with you. And this is the woman yeah. who couldn't say, how are you today? Hmm. You know, she couldn't put three words together, but she could sing that. Amazing. So for me, and the reason I'm telling you this is when I think about my mom now at Christmas time, hmm. um, I'm not sad. I hang on to those memories and even going back further, because the other part of my Christmas tradition that was my favorite, and we didn't get this last year because my brother decided to go to Florida for, for Christmas time, and his kids and everybody scolded him because they wanted to do the family Christmas mm-hmm. together. So this year, we're going to do it like like we've done it before. But Christmas Eve, my favorite thing is always to sing the Christmas carols. My mom had a book with all of the songs in it. And we would, we would go through almost the entire book, sometimes even singing the Boar's Head Carol just for fun. Oh, boy. You know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you learn to turn those things into just good memories mm-hmm. and hang on to the good memories. 
Well, obviously, people know that this is recorded. We record a little bit ahead, and we're not doing this on Christmas Eve morning. Uh, we recorded a little bit ahead, but do, do you guys know what today is? Today is the anniversary of Karen's death. Did you know that? I hadn't put it together. I, know. I didn't want to get real somber. We wanted to be all glad and happy. That's my first wife. Uh, she died on this day. Um, and uh, I was in the middle of uh, per preparing a Christmas production at Mount Pleasant. And so I took one week off and then got right back to rehearsal the next week. And it was interesting. Instead of having a big production like we normally had, I had planned to do just a night of worship. And so that Christmas, we had a night of worship. And one of the songs that uh, I particularly led uh, was very popular at the time. It was, I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my sorrows for joy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. And we would sing that. And that, that's so very true uh, that in the midst of our sorrow, uh, we, we have to trade it for joy. Right. Um, but, you know, there is still... Um, you know, sadness and, and a bit of somberness when you think of Very death much. and when you think of loss and when you think of grief. And I don't think that we ever get over mm -mm. that in this earthly world or in our fleshly bodies, in our weakness. But uh, so glad that it doesn't become depressive or it doesn't come, um, you know, so somber that you can't put one foot in front of the other. We have to move on. And we can move on because Jesus Christ came and because he is Lord and because he gives us help and hope and and uh, all of those things. So, uh, yes, I have a similar kind of thoughts around this time of year as we go into Christmas right. because of my experience, because of what I lived through right. as what you lived through. But praise Lord, I have a friend like you that can understand and helps bear the weight of the burden as, as well as Christ. So. Uh, that's kind of an additive to it this morning. If you're listening to this on a Christmas Eve morning or afternoon, you might uh, go to a church that probably has a Christmas Eve service. You need to get to that service. I think that's one of my favorite services of the year. Always loved it. And uh, when we were at Mount Pleasant here in, in Indianapolis, we had three services. We had one at five, one at eight, one at 11. My favorite service was the 11 o'clock service because I love the people who came and wanted to praise Christmas in. Mm -hmm. And it would end right at about midnight and we would welcome Christmas together as the body of Christ. And you knew you weren't alone. You knew that you had a, an extended family to help. And so, folks, reach out, get up, do something, make a positive move uh, and by the way, this year, Christmas is on Sunday, Sunday. my favorite right. day uh, for Christmas to fall on. I love Christmas to fall on Sunday, not because it doesn't kind of change the way things are done, maybe at church. It's not the norm, but I kind of like that, mm -hmm. kind of like it not being the norm. And I like, uh, I like celebrating the birth of Christ, not that December 25th is anything more special than anything else. But we do celebrate his birth on that day, always have. And to celebrate it in church together with your church family is extra special and just brings brings you to a place of fellowship and sharing that I think is just deep and, and fulfilling and rewarding. 
So get out there, get, get, get to your church, get to your Christmas Eve services, get to your, get to church on Sunday morning, uh, you know, do, do a little breakfast or something uh, later, uh, open the presents a little bit later, you know, go to church first, put Jesus first, and then come home and celebrate all day and into the night if you want to. Now I got to tell you, Jack, um, my daughter in her church has sort of changed my tradition when it comes to the Christmas falling on a Sunday, because uh, what they do for for Sunday Christmas worship, and I'm not saying this is the way you got to do it, but I personally like this because to me, celebrating Christmas is for us. It's it's about being together as a family. And um, they pre-record their service, and they do a special Christmas service. They have their whole worship team from all their campuses that gets together, and they do a really amazing thing. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, And then they stream that thing on Christmas morning so that um, we can still do our Christmas thing at home and then still experience church like that. That's not the same as getting out and, and going to it. But I think yeah, you can do it. Any, I'm not going to say no. anything negative. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think you can do that either way, you know. And then also what they're enabling there is for all of their staff and their hundreds of volunteers to be able to do Christmas with their families. Instead of worrying about, oh, you need to park over here or, yeah, I'll change your kid's diaper while you worship or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And you know what? Not here to sell you on that particular idea. It's just we've got to engage with Jesus because the whole thing about Christmas is he engaged with us. That's the whole thing. You mentioned that song, Trading My Sorrows. Mm -hmm. You know, the other time that we sang that. Was mm, probably at her funeral. At her funeral, <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that before. Um, Karen had this thing, um, what, a couple weeks or so before she died, where the song was playing, and she says, I want that song at my funeral. And then she said, I'm going to make a list. She, she, um, she worked up her whole funeral service. <laughs> Uncanny, and, and she didn't know. Obviously, this it, woman it was a sudden death. But this woman was fifty-two years old. Fifty, fifty, fifty years 50. old, and hadn't a health problem in the world. You know, didn't think, didn't think. So why would she be planning her funeral? It's it, you know, I don't think she had a premonition. A friend was visiting you know? from Kansas. Yeah. And they were driving down the road right by uh, Mount Pleasant Cemetery. And she said to her, that's where I want to be buried. So I knew where she wanted to be buried. (laughs) She told her friend. Wow. So there's no question. But anyway, um, I think I think. The one thing that rears his head is that person who is alone. Right. You know, the person who doesn't have the family. And I I think that's why uh, the sadness comes for those people, 
so when they don't have that family to go to, um, you know, it's uh, it's nice to have the, the family of God. That that was the that family was of God. No, I hope absolutely. that we, as the family of God, will be aware sure. of people this time of year who yeah. don't have uh, their their natural family um, to be family to them and for them. Take take them take them some of the. Christmas candy you made or take them a little bit of the cookies or something like that and make an extra effort to reach out to those who, who are alone. My, my daughter-in-law's family is, is a bit of an inspiration to me in, in that kind of regard because um, they're sort of on a little island in a sense because uh, their families were spread out and uh, they're in ministry and so they were kind of here by themselves. And when you're in church ministry, um, you can't always get away, and especially at holiday times. And and so what they did is just that. They brought in people that didn't have family to go to um, to celebrate with them, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I think, I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. to do that sort of thing, to reach out, to, to be that family for somebody else. Um, but we're all part of God's family. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, well, we hope that today and tomorrow, while you guys are celebrating Christmas, that you're reminded that the reason for this season that we celebrate is because God came to be with you, came to be with us, Emmanuel. Amen. And that fills us with exceedingly great joy. Yeah. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.